This is Shine On, the Health and Happiness Show, and Ella's Leash Production. Heard as a podcast around the world, but heard first on radio stations 100.7 WHUD-FM and Real Country 920, 1260, and 1420 AM, all in New York's Hudson Valley. Shine On, bringing you healers and dreamers and people who want to make life richer. It's your time to shine on. Hi, it's Casey, shining on today with Happy New Year wishes. Do you know we have done close to 600 Shine On shows since April of 2009? Yes, we have. Thank you very much. And today we're going to look back at some of the great ideas we learned from guests on this show this past year. Now back in January, Brett Bevel, our go-to guy for Reiki, checked in from the Omega Center where he works in Rhinebeck. And Lisa joined us for a powerful show about Overeaters Anonymous and how it saved her life. And now, a year later, as we pop the cork on the Prosecco for the new year, I remember an important show we did about keeping the jug plugged. The biggest response to any show we had last year was the response I got from Annie Grace. Annie wrote the book, The Naked Mind, and you can find her all over social media. She's a young mom and a one-time fan of wine in the evenings. And then she stopped lying to herself. She took a good hard look at her life and she gave up drinking completely. Her peace and productivity skyrocketed. Well, today, as we look at living well in 2019, therapist Randy Mason is here with the latest recommendations for alcohol. One drink a day for women, two for men. And Randy believes drinking often hides something else. And social media makes it worse. The vast majority of people are posting things on social media that make it appear as if their lives are perfect, they're always happy. On the one hand, people that post those things feel a pressure to maintain that facade, so they don't want to look at themselves. So again, they will likely turn to something such as drinking to push anything negative away and not deal with it. And at the same time, you have the people who look at those posts, who compare their own lives to what appears to be somebody else's perfect life. Uh, They may, in fact, get more depressed about their own, but then they, too, feel a pressure. Well, I don't want anyone to know that my life isn't so perfect, including themselves. They don't want to see it. So, again, they're going to turn to something such as drinking to try to push all of that down. And the crazy myth that all this stands on is that anybody's life is supposed to be perfect. Right. Right. Well, yes, exactly. It's just a crazy myth. It is. Um, And I think it's so important for people to remember that part of being human is having flaws, making mistakes. There are bad times as well as good times and, and that anything that looks too perfect can not possibly be real. So what's your drinking hiding is the question. So is that the answer that they're hiding from themselves that they're unhappy or they feel they don't measure up? Yes, I, I think that's a huge chunk of this. People use all sorts of things to numb themselves out and push these feelings down. They don't want to look underneath and get to the root of whatever it is that's going on. And it's just a a much easier way out, so to speak. But of course, in the long run, it's just very damaging and you never make any changes. And in reality, you're not really happy. There may be some people that once they deal with their problems, they can drink socially and moderately, uh, which is actually a very small amount of drinking. But 
you know, there is this problem also that once you become acclimated to drinking a lot and feel like, well, that's the thing to do, drink a lot, uh, it may be very difficult to drink a small amount. You know, there is a huge increase in binge drinking. A huge increase in binge drinking. What do you think that is a reaction to? Well, again, I think it is the fact that there are so many people that are, in fact, unhappy. And again, we see all these things in TV and movies. People are constantly like, let's go for a drink. Oh, let's go get drunk. You know, as if this is an answer thing. And oh, we're all having so much fun getting drunk. I mean, you see this all over the place. Certainly, you know, we hear a lot about this regarding college life, you know, which there's always been some of that, but it's become excessive. And now people seem to extend their adolescence, so to speak, into adulthood. So, you know, they're seeing more and more of this binge drinking, which it's one of the reasons they discovered that young people are having strokes. It was a shocking discovery. And they realized that there is a connection. Wow. Yeah. Between young people having strokes and binge drinking. Right. Wow, that's uh, because, shocking. Yeah, the, yeah, I mean, the binge drinking actually increases your risk for cardiovascular events such as a heart attack, but also stroke. Uh, and it was really, I think, the stroke in particular that was shocking to doctors and young people. And it was ultimately discovered that there is this connection. Wow. How do you know if you have a problem? What are the signs? People are saying to themselves now, maybe I drink too much. What are the signs? I I think one of the first things that that will be a clue uh, is if you find that your drinking is having negative effects in your life, affecting maybe your job or it's affecting relationships with family, loved ones, your significant other, uh, financial issues, whatever it happens to be, and yet you're continuing to drink then that's definitely a sign that there's a problem with drinking. Um, you know, if you find that you're drinking, all, you know, whenever you're anxious, uh, in other words, this is your go-to all the time, uh, that's a sign that it's a problem because now it's no longer obviously something where it's just done on social occasions or, or something like that, but you're using it uh, for a purpose like that. That's a sign. You know, if you are drinking and waking up with a blackout, hangovers, you drink in the morning. These are all signs uh, that your drinking is a problem. And again, if you're drinking uh, for a man more than two drinks a day or for a woman more than one drink a day, you're already beyond what's considered healthy, moderate levels. Uh, So it's something to look at. One drink a day for women and two for men. Yes, and you don't get to save them up. (laughs) So if you don't use them during the week, like you don't drink all week, that doesn't mean you get to drink, you know, 10 drinks on one day, you know, on the weekend. It doesn't work like that. It's per day. That's therapist Randy Mason, a New York City social worker, with some thoughts about our drinking as we look ahead to living our best in 2019. Food for thought. All right, moving forward and back. This past February, we spoke to Bill Eddy, who wrote The Five Types of People Who Can Ruin Your Life. I have to say that guest had the biggest impact on me this year. Bill said, watch out for high-conflict personalities because they always have a target of blame, a whipping post. So don't take it personally if it's you. Just avoid these HCPs, high-conflict personalities, and don't try to reason with them. You won't get anywhere. That was a big uh aha for me. 
Another Shazam this year came from life coach Jen Lederer of New York City. Speaking to solopreneurs, she said, when you have a service and you don't charge enough for it, you're not being nice. You're being superior and disempowering. She said, determine what your service is worth and then raise the price until you feel uncomfortable. That's more likely what you should be charging. Jen said, don't pat anyone on the head and say, you can't afford this, but I will gift it to you because you are devaluing yourself and disempowering them. Well, I never looked at it like that before. Now, in early spring, we had a breath of fresh air when Christopher Radko, the designer, came on the show to talk about the 50th anniversary Hello Dolly Festival he was creating in the Hudson Valley, where the movie was filmed. Now, the following week, a mystic of sorts, Sarah Weissman, came on the show to talk about synchronicities and coincidences and messages from the universe. She lives out on the West Coast, but she said she had one friend in the Hudson Valley. Who? Designer Christopher Radko, who had been on my show the week before. Hi, it's Casey, and you're listening to Shine On, the Health and Happiness Show, as we look back on this past year and plan ahead for the new year. So maybe in 2019, you want to create more peace in your life. Consider creating a home altar or more, a home sanctuary. Jesse Bloom has a pretty new book that can help with tons of great ideas, and I opened up Jesse Bloom's book, Creating Sanctuary, to find her in a bathtub filled with flowers? Yeah. Medicine actually absorbs very quickly into the skin. Our skin is our biggest organ. There's a lot of receptor sites, right? Our pores open up when we take a bath. So if we're trying to get medicine into our bodies from plants, taking a bath with them is actually one of the best ways to do it. And it's beautiful, but you don't have to make a mess in the bathtub. You could use like a tea bag or a type of catchment sock or something to carry them. What kind of flowers should I be soaking with? So if you can't sleep at night, there's a list of herbs and plants that can help you. So taking a bath at night when you're stressed out with, say, chamomile, one plant that is pretty accessible, pretty easy to grow for folks. That one, it'll give you a good night rest and it'll make you smell great. And you have a great picture of a backyard labyrinth. I got to visit sacred sites all over the world. And labyrinths are one of the elements that you'll find in many sacred gardens, whether it's made out of stone or moss or even plants. There's a practice in meditation and different ways to use labyrinths, but they're all very beautiful and come in different geometric patterns. Jessie Bloom, her book is called Creating Sanctuary. Want to win it? Email me from the website casey.co. And that's the key. If you email from elsewhere, you may not get into the drawing. Casey.co. Okay, looking back on the lessons of 2018 in May, Coach Ida Fields came on the show and changed my life with her core values quiz. She was a speaker at my winter retreat in March, and she gave us a sheet of 200 words and asked us to find the three words, and only three, that would describe us at our core. Mine, quiet, beauty, simplicity. What? Who knew that? Quiet, beauty, simplicity are the words that called to me. Now that little quiz allowed me to focus on what's really important to my heart. And I made it a priority to avoid drama, to get in the woods with my dogs every day, to sit on the couch and relax more. Try the core values test for yourself. You can Google and find it just about anywhere. It's really powerful. Oh, by the way, I have another retreat coming up in March at Mariondale and Ossining, and we hope to have Ida back with something new, too. Now, in the summer of 2018, Gary John Bishop was a guest on Shine On, and he gave me another great big Shazam. Gary's book, it's called Unbleep Your Life. 
but the core message is this. You always win the game you play. Always. If you're out of shape and miserable, you're playing the out of shape and miserable game, and you're winning. Change your actions, even slightly, and you change your game. You can only win the game you play. Shazam, Gary John Bishop. Now, what's the name of your game for 2019? Fitness expert Jillian Michaels has a new book with Myatt Murphy that may help. It's called The Six Keys to Unlock Your Genetic Potential for Ageless Strength, Health, and Beauty. And it's dedicated to her little Lucenzia. I dedicated the book to my daughter um, because I, I do think, look, both men and women want to age well, but women get judged as we age far more than men do. And we're guilty of it. We judge each other. We judge ourselves. And I think that we should want to, and we absolutely have the power to, age well and feel strong and beautiful and healthy in every decade of our lives for decades to come. And so I want my daughter to know that. And I want her to go forward in her life, always knowing that she has value and that she gets better with time and not worse, and that age is not a slow descent into decrepitude. It's an owning and embracing of your personal power. Don't you love getting older? To be honest with you, I actually do. And that's one of the reasons I wanted to write this book is when I look at my peers, in particular, Generation X, so many of my peers have felt thrown away. You know, it's like, oh, well, you turn 40. Oh, you're a dinosaur. You're a relic. You know, we're a small generation. Oh, you're going to start getting sick now. You're, the wheels are going to fall off the bus. Forget it. It's over from here on out. And that's absurd. It's totally not true. It's not true physically. And it's certainly not true emotionally and psychologically. You gain such wisdom and depth and strength and empathy. And I think I've seen all of that transcend into my physicality as well. And I'm ahead of you age-wise, but I'm telling you, it just gets better and better. On page 74, let's go back to babies. There's such a wonderful uh, tidbit here about how holding babies can be good for you. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's a sidebar in the book, but it talks about human connection, the mind-body component of connection, and the release of oxytocin. And there are many studies actually about this, even, even so much as we even have tips in there about getting a dog or a pet, which would sound kind of silly, but we see overwhelmingly that this sense of connection physically and emotionally extends lifespan because of how it improves your mood biochemically. It's tangible on a physical level. You mentioned dog, and I think of the time you were on uh, The Dog Whisperer Whisperer with Caesar Milan. That was one of my favorite shows. Oh, thank you. (laughs) Now, in the minute we have left, what's the one thing you could tell, especially women today, to do in 2019 to feel better? Everybody wants the one thing, and, and that's just so hard. It's like saying perform a quadruple bypass with one surgical tool or, you know, create a symphony with one instrument. Um, you know, we're trying to build a life here. This, this is something that needs to be taken on on a myriad of fronts. Uh, whether it's you know, your mind-body connection, your emotional health and well-being, cleaning out dead relationships, focusing on proper nutrition, starting a, a basic common-sense fitness regimen. So you know, one thing is virtually impossible. If I had to do one, there's something in the book I call the 12-hour rule. You have 112 waking hours in a week if you're sleeping eight hours a night. If 50 goes to work and 50 goes to your household, right? Taking the dog to the vet, shuttling the kids back and forth to soccer, getting the oil changed in the car, you've got 12 hours left a week. 
schedule those 12 hours. One should be a doctor's appointment, right? That's two hours. Two of those hours should be four 20 to 30 minute exercise sessions, a brunch with your friends, a date night with your husband. Uh, it could be a couple hours dedicated towards a hobby that you love, that makes you happy, or just downtime, like getting your nails done. Over the course of the month, that 12 hours a week is 48 hours of self-care, and it allows room for all of the things I'm asking you to do in the book. <laughs> So I would say practice the 12-hour rule that I outlined for you in The Six Keys. The Six Keys is Jillian Michaels' new book. Let me know if you want to be put in the drawing to win a copy. Email from the website, Casey, K-A-C-E-Y dot co. Another book that had a big impact last year, Derek Rydahl and the Abundance Project. That's still on my nightstand. I refer to it every now and then. It helped me realize how much wealth we have in every single day. And Christy Whitman came on in the fall with her book, Quantum Success. And that became a touchstone for my coaching circles at Marriondale. The opening paragraph for Christy Whitman's Quantum Success goes like this. This book begins with a premise that you must accept in order to benefit from its powerful message. You and your life are unlimited. You are a beautiful, blessed being. The energy that animates your body, that moves the air in and out of your lungs, that arises in your mind as impulses and desires, and that is expressed through every aspect of your body and mind, is the same energy that governs the process of all creation whether the creation of a single cell or an entire universe. By whatever name you call it, you are an extension of this powerful force. You have arrived here at this particular juncture in time with all of your particular characteristics and circumstances for the purpose of realizing your own divinity. You are here to experience the fullness of your power, to make manifest your heart's desire, and to help create a magnificent life that continues to surprise and delight you. Yes, Christy Whitman and I got along just fine. It was also an honor to talk to Anne Lamott about hope. And the Mad Monk taught us about Taoism. And you can find all these links to listen at Casey.co. And now as we find ourselves wanting to achieve our goals in a new year, I introduce to you psychic, or shall I say intuitive, Deborah Hanlon. She's from right here in the Hudson Valley. And she has a great tip on how to tune into your intuition and your personal power. So, Deborah, you say everyone's intuitive, but not everyone's a psychic? Yeah, I think I do think that is true. I don't I feel like everybody can sing, but not everybody can get a Grammy for it. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So we're all intuitive, but we don't all necessarily have this ability to be able to be intuitive for someone else. But psychic and intuitive, they are interchangeable words. I I just personally hate the term psychic because to me that conjures up like crystal balls and you know neon signs and imagery with their I know that's not accurate but that's what it conjures up for me right I would change the the verbiage to intuitive and intuition because that's where we are we're light and that's who we are so yeah. we all have intuition and you can help us polish that up a little or make it work for us well, yeah, I can I can help people bring insight to 
to what is their intuitive self. And really what it is, is really fine-tuning knowing who you are, knowing what it is you want, knowing what you stand for, knowing how you want to feel. And I do a ton of workshops around this very essence about, let's identify how we want to feel. So many times people are talking about, like, well, I want to manifest this job, and I want to manifest this relationship, and I want to manifest this, and I want this body. And we're just talking about all this external stuff, which we all want because we're humans, and that's how we're wired, and that's totally, completely normal. But the core of that, the source of that, is our feeling. And our feeling base is kind of like a little antenna, the broadcast antenna that goes out into the world. The problem is, we as humans, we aren't paying attention to how we do feel and how we want to feel. That's where we need to start tweaking and becoming self-aware. So if you're in uh, a meeting and you're feeling uneasy, but if you're unaware of that, all of a sudden you might jump and into defense mode and pounce and yell and scream and then other people's the egos are involved. And instead, if you can just check into that, oh, I'm feeling uncomfortable, something doesn't feel right, let me, let me pause, let me listen, and then go forward, that's power. That's personal power. From there... Then you have clarity. Then you start to fine-tune. What is it that we really need to feel? How do we want to feel? Then when we have those things, that relationship, we know it is right by how we feel in it. Wow. When we have that car, we feel happy with or without that car. So it doesn't matter. So the, the whole core is our feeling, which is our intuition. But people don't know this at all. They don't. It's kind of gotten a little you know, smeared. So our feelings, that's our intuition. I've never heard it put quite that way, Deborah. One thing I often say on this show is you have to practice feeling what you want to feel because energetically I feel you'll create a little road for yourself. It's like wearing a headlamp. When you practice feeling what you want to feel, you can know which way to go. It shines a little light on your path. But this is amazing because, you know, when you said that, checking in with how you feel, like if you're feeling anxious at a meeting I don't do that I'm the one that just blurt, <laughs> I just blurt blurt out the thing I shouldn't say because I don't check in with my feelings we all do that <laughs> yeah can you give us yeah. some some tips on how to get better I, I guess is it just paying attention is it as simple as that it, re- it really is so simple I'm all about simple I have four boys and a busy life and I'm all about simple I know we're real humans and we all want things and we all got to go 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 but I'm all about let's keep it real and it really is just a little check-in how am I feeling right now oh my gosh I feel really good or I feel I don't feel bad so you know just always checking in meditation then brings this this whole thing to you know over the mountain so to speak because it it really trains you to check in and I'm I'm like an ADD human being right so I'm like oh look a squirrel at every minute <laughs> so people will say to me no Deborah, I cannot meditate and I'm like trust me I completely relate and understand and I 100% know how to get people into that state because I, I need to do it myself about 800,000 times a day but yeah it is as simple as just paying attention and not reacting in the moment just checking in on how you feel and then those words because a lot of times people will say oh I feel this way but I don't stand up for myself and I need to stop doing that and I'll say yep but those words to stand up for yourself or those actions to stand up for yourself will emerge when you're connected to how you're feeling it's amazing it's such personal power Deborah, tell us where we can find out more about you 
Yes, thank you so much for having me on, Casey. I've been a fan of yours forever. Uh, people can find me on my website, which is DebraHamlin.com, and I'm all over Facebook, and Instagram is becoming my new favorite as well. Oh, Instagram. On my list of things I want to master in the new year. Hi, it's Casey. Thank you for shining on today. Looking back at 2018, personally, I held two weekend retreats and an 80s dance to raise money for high school scholarships. There was a special healing circle for women who have been assaulted and traumatized. We will be doing more of those. Reach out if you're interested. This past year, I held my first coaching circles, worked with private clients too, and I have so much more on the horizon for the new year. Starting with, I'm opening a monthly food bank, a food pantry in my hometown of Verplank. That's in January. February, just for fun, we're going to have a country line dance and probably raise some money for charity. I have three weekend retreats on the schedule already for March, July, and August. Won't you come and enjoy a weekend with me? And in between, ah, plenty of quiet, beauty, and simplicity. I can't even begin to tell you how much this little radio show and podcast means to me and how deeply I appreciate you tuning in. Thank you. May your dreams come true for the new year and we'll continue to work on our goals together. Our thought for the day is a favorite from Marianne Williamson who said, Stand in the light of your greater becoming. Surrender to the flow of life wishing to move through you. Allow God to breathe into you His plans for a better world. Shine on. You've been listening to Shine On, the health and happiness show for your entertainment only. Heard Sunday mornings on 100.7 WHUD and on Real Country's 920, 1260, and 1420 AM, all in New York's Hudson Valley. Subscribe to Shine On on iTunes and SoundCloud and catch a show anytime at Casey.co. That's K-A-C-E-Y dot C-O. Shine On.